Welcome to the Man on Fire Rising podcast with David Mailer. If you're looking to grow and become the man and king you were born to be, you're in the right place. Each week, David will provide men with tools, tips, and strategies for their business, relationship, body, heart, and mindset. Get ready to rise into your passion, power, and purpose, and live your life to its full potential. Now, let's dive in. All right, gentlemen, welcome. And I want to first acknowledge you and thank you for showing up for yourselves and also placing your trust in myself and in Kai. I know that it is a Saturday and you could be at the beach right now. You could be doing family stuff and you chose uh, something that can support you in up-leveling you as a man and helping you transform. So just for a moment, give yourself a gentle pat on the back, not too much ego, just enough humbleness, compassion, and empathy for yourself to show up today in a deep honor for yourself. It's not often that we honor ourselves and we're really good at beating ourselves up and feeling down and feeling unworthy and feeling unlovable and living with shame and guilt. So it would be nice for you guys to occasionally just give yourself a gentle pat on the back. Today, our main featured speaker is most probably for me in the top three men that I respect in this world. There was my father who's up in heaven watching over me. There is my greatest friend in the world from childhood, Michael Halpern, who is uh, deeply involved as my right-hand man with Man on Fire. And the next person that I have the most immense respect for, and maybe he doesn't even know that I've put him on this pinnacle, is Kai Van Bodhi. And he is a special and a unique human being and man. And I have literally learned so much from him, but not even so much from him opening up his mouth, but more through the transmission of his beingness. You'll quickly learn if you haven't had the privilege of being in his presence before, that he comes from a space of humility. He comes from a place of being very humble. He's deeply encoded with empathy, with compassion, and his heart truly is a heart of gold. He is a father. He is a loving husband. He is a incredible friend. He's an amazing brother to a sister that he has. And if I have a son and he turns out to be even a fraction of what Kai is, I'll know that I've done a good job and I've been blessed. He also is extraordinarily well-versed in understanding the human body and the nervous system and how to help people thrive in their life with immense amount of vitality. And he studied for over seven years in China, not only studied there, but learned the language so he could speak it fluently, which is great. And uh, he studied martial arts, he studied acupuncture, he studied Chinese medicine. So he's a wonderful bridge between the Eastern and the Western worlds and somebody that um, was inside the inner circle of understanding the, the Chinese way and the culture and how to take what they are doing over there and bring it back here to the Western civilization and help us really benefit from having a life of vitality. So without any further ado, I'm turning it over to Kai. Thank you, David, for those kind words and the, the energy behind them. I really appreciate that. So it is an honor to be here with you men. And uh, before I tell you why I think you're here, I want to, I would love to hear from you guys. Why are you here? Why did you make this moment sacred on a Saturday morning or afternoon, depending on what time zone you're in? Um, why did you decide to, to come here today? And I would challenge you even in typing into the chat box to stretch yourself into vulnerability and transparency in this safe space. So let's hear a couple men, and I would encourage everyone to participate, to just type in, why did you show up in one sentence into the chat box? Why are you here? I don't want to die without trying to be my, my best. I want practical tools to break poor cycles, break the mold, to, to be a better man to level up my life, to connect deeper to my masculinity and vulnerability, to better myself, to have energy and vitality, to show up fully alive, to get fired up. I know the value. Okay, beautiful. Drinking from the fountain of opportunity, level up, open to learning, 
lost, looking for direction, great vulnerability. Breath work. Okay, beautiful. Explore growth. I'm going to read to everyone to explore growth possibilities, learning. All right. Well, I just to say one more thing about my past and some of the reasons that I show up the way that I do is because I had a deep connection with my father and my brother, both of who have passed on to the, to the next world, whatever we may believe that is. And I got to, as a young man, and then with my father as an, as an older, uh, more veteran practitioner, I got to really walk with them through the last years and months of their lives. And I did everything I could to keep them alive, living, breathing. And I got to watch how different dynamics in their lives, different dynamics in the way that they shrunk away from what was possible for them, the way they didn't have the tools that we, we are going to have today after this, after this training, I watched their lives shrink and I, and I did everything I could, but ultimately you can't make a choice for a person. Ultimately you can just stand in love and support and you have to allow them to walk their own journey while doing everything you can to open another invitation for them. And I say that because I honestly, there's no place I would rather be right now because you guys represent my father and my brother to me. You are the next opportunity to, to wake up. And if I can say one thing today or give you one thing today that changes the course of how your life plays out, then I'll have fulfilled my purpose. So my, my goal today is to be here for you guys and to give you something that changes your life, that allows you to shift your course, that allows you to live in more leadership. And with that said, the reasons that I think a lot of you men showed up today are the reasons that you might be in exactly the right place at the right time is that most of us have never lived through a period in life where there was this much uncertainty in the world at large. You know, what media outlets do you trust? Um, what's your perspective on vaccinations, on COVID, on the pandemic? There is so much information to sift through. And at the same time, we have never been this distracted. We are most men and most people in this culture right now, we are, we're not as our nervous systems are not designed for the way most of us are living our lives. And I just want to acknowledge that in many ways, it's not our fault. Our nervous systems are designed from tens of thousands of years ago to lay in a beautiful meadow, to make love to our wife, to hunt, to gather, to watch sunrises and sunsets. And while there were brief periods of stress in that previous life that we used to live, there was a lot of time to sleep and relax and, and unfragment ourselves. But many of you, like myself, you have a family, you have children, you have a job, you may have health challenges, you may have addictions. And with, with, the, with the screens and the multitasking and the light, it's very hard to be a leader right now because that level of challenge has gone up. And so with that said, I want to ask you guys, if you could come away from today with just one thing, I want you to tune in right now. What would be the one thing that you could come away with from today that would make this time a win for you? Take a moment and feel, check in with yourself before you type it in the chat box. If you could come up with one, if you could come away from this with one thing, what would it be? Know your why. To focus on what's truly important. Okay. How can I focus on what's truly important? To find balance, internal strength, renewed motivation, inspiration, and action. Feeling more, less reactionary. Still my mind, ground my energy, start knowing why. How to connect within myself practically and consistently, allowing me to show up better perspective. Bruce, what do you need a better perspective on? Clarity on current course, congruence and authenticity with self, steps towards knowing who I am and what my why really is. Consciously be more grounded and a pillar for those relying on me. Connect with my body, tap into my best version, a sense of knowing, a sense of true self, and to stay out of my head. Okay. 
So in a moment, I'm going to turn this over to David to talk to us a little bit about why some of us give up on our dreams. But the last piece that I want to drop in is that as a, as a practitioner in the healthcare system in California, where I get to see patients, I get to watch public health trends. It sometimes baffles my mind that with all the food and all the education about health and all of the technology and the fitness trackers, despite all of our advancements in information and the availability of information, we are currently the fattest, most addicted, in debt, and, you know, and medicated group of people in American history. We could say North American history. And I'm not saying that's you guys. Some of you guys are outliers. Some of you guys do take care of your health. Some of you don't fall into that, but you probably know people who fall into those categories. And so how is it that we have all this information? We have all this nutrition. We have, we have all, the, all the things that we could want, and yet we're, we're trending in the wrong direction. And we're going we're gonna to help illuminate a little bit of that today. And if you can see yourself in those statistics and you can get honest with yourself, then we can start to make a change and move in a different direction. So, all right, David, I'm going to throw it back to you. All right, Brother Kai, thank you. All right, guys, if you have the means right now to write this down, I'd like you to write down the words resources versus resourcefulness. Resources versus resourcefulness. And then when you're done writing, look up so I can see that I have your attention again. So I grew up as an only child. And so my parents really didn't have to share the love with, you know, I didn't have a brother or a sister. And all the eyes were on me and everything was given to me. And I remember as a little boy growing up that Anytime I devoured my food and I showed that I really liked it, kind of like a dog is when he's looking at you know a beautiful steak that you're making where he's salivating. Anytime my mother ever observed me to really love the food that I'm eating, she would always give me the food off of her plate because she got such great joy out of witnessing me enjoy something to this degree. Now you fast forward and I'm married now to the most incredible woman in the world, my wife, Kathleen Graham. Just the most extraordinary person. I have so much respect for her. I, I so honor the boundaries that she has as a, woman, as a woman and the stand that she takes for men to grow and for women to grow and to live in truth. Now with that said, when we were first dating, something very interesting happened. There was a time where I do what I always do, I devoured my food on my plate because it was scrumptious and it was delicious. And I looked over at her plate and she had more food left on her plate. And I said, innocently, may I have a bite of your food? I think it was a burger at the time. We're going back now over 10 years. And she looked at me and she said, no. And I'm thinking internally, what do you mean no? Like my mom always gave me food off of her plate. Like, why would you say no? We could always order more food. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, can I just have a bite? Like, if you're still hungry, I'll get you more. This is what I'm thinking. And this is what I came to learn. And, and some of you are thinking, well, she said that because she's selfish. No, let me help you understand exactly what I'm talking about. Some of you right now are wired, probably all of you are wired exactly the way my wife was wired. And that is where if you are depleted in your resourcefulness, you will guard your resources. So to my wife, invisible to her, was if I give you my food, I'll have less food available to me. If I have less food available to me, I won't take in the nutrition that I need, the calories that I need, and I'll run out of energy. And if I run out of energy, I won't be able to do anything in life, I won't be productive, and ultimately I'll die. Without this food, without this nutrition, I will die. So when she said no, she's not conscious of why she's saying no. What she's conscious of is that I don't like the feeling of being without, which means she'll guard her resources. And the reason that we guard our resources is because 
There are times in our life more often than not, and this is why we're passionate about teaching you what we're going to teach you today, more often than not, it's not a lack of a resource. It's a lack of your ability to be resourceful, right? Because resourceful is, I'll just order more food, no big deal. But when you're feeling unresourceful, you have a tendency to guard your resources. So for example, when I was, uh, I want to say about 13, 12 years ago, and Man on Fire never could have formed had I not understood this concept, I was in the audience of this man, his name is Ted, and I was actually taking care of him uh, behind the scenes. I take care of people like him and Tony Robbins and uh, you know Wayne Dyers of the world, Hugh Jackman. I'm, I'm very gifted in the healing arts that I practice and helping people be in their peak potential like Kai. And he had offered up this program, Ted, for people to find their message and get it out to millions. And the program that he offered up was $100,000. And I was sitting at the time, my wife was my girlfriend at the time, and we looked at each other and we had that oh shit, oh fuck moment where we realized, oh my God, we have to do this. We have to join this program. Now internally, I'm thinking, yeah, but we don't have the money to do this program. And I don't have the time to do a program, a $100,000 program. I'm running a chiropractic office out of New York City. I'm responsible to all these patients. Where the hell am I going to have the time? Where the hell am I going to come up with the money? I don't have it. So it would have been very easy for me to say, no, I'm not going to take action on my dreams. I'm not going to live into the future. I'm not going to live into my vision. I'm not going to live into why God created me. I'm not going to live into my masculine leadership. Why? Because I don't have the resources. We don't have the money. We don't have the time. So forget it. It's not happening. But guess what? That didn't happen because I got myself in a resourceful place. I know how to connect with my energy. I know how to connect with the higher powers. I know how to funnel it through my body. Kai's going to teach you something in a little while. And next thing you know, I look at her and I say, you're right. We do have to do this. And bam, because as taught by one of the great mentors out there, first you, first in life, you make a decision and then you find a way. First, you make a decision that's empowering and then you find a way. But too often as men, we avoid making empowering decisions because we're lacking resourcefulness and therefore we default to using the resources as an excuse as to why we can't do something. It would have been so easy for me to say, we don't have the money. However, when you're resourceful, you come up with it, okay? And, and I say this with, with such um, humility. I recently just had to spend over 20,000 plus dollars on my dog's health. It would be very easy for me to say I don't have the money. I can't get him this procedure. Or I can't get him this vet. Or I can't get him this extra care. But forget that. I'm resourceful. And no matter what, if you're resourceful, you always come up with a way. And so many of us have bailed on our dreams. So many of us have bailed on the bigger and brighter future because we default to saying I don't have the resources. And I'm here to tell you it's not the resources that you're lacking. Nobody has ever taught you and trained your nervous system to become resourceful because when you're resourceful, there is nothing that you can't do. Absolutely nothing. So take one moment, one moment before we move forward and put down below in the chat, what is something that you've said no to and what is the resource that you felt you were lacking that gave you permission to say no? What was the resource that, what's your go-to resource that you hide behind because you're lacking resourcefulness where you have said no to things that you know will up-level your future, up-level your leadership as a man and give the best version of you to your family and to the world. Put that in the chat and then we'll turn it back over to Kai. And Kai, uh, Kai you could read off some of the answers when they come in. Yeah, they're already coming in. I can't afford it. I don't have the energy, money. I need to hire more people. Don't have enough knowledge, money, time, money. Time and money, money, time, money and time putting off opening their own electric electrician shop, playing it safe, time, energy, money, procrastination. What's the reason for the procrastination though? What, what's the excuse you make for yourself? Just, just if you want to take that deeper. Lack of finances, energy and money. 
money, age, limited opportunity, fear of failure, great honesty, lack of courage, lack of knowledge, physical pain, and then more recently, money, COVID, money, money, time, confidence, lack of commitment, already in debt, injuries. All right, so just take a, take a deep breath and allow yourself to really feel the emotions behind these beautiful shares. You know, that, that ability to, to really look at the darkness, to look at the demons, to look at the way we sabotage ourselves. That first courage to look is a huge step. And I really appreciate the way you guys are playing full out in the chat. So thank you for that. So I'm going to go into a little information and then we're going to go into a little transformation, right? The, the, the topic today is the secret weapon for masculine transformation. The, one of the challenges that we kind of spoke into at the beginning of this call is that sometimes having access to a tremendous amount of information can be paralyzing, Right. Everybody disagrees on what diet to do or what your morning routine should look like. And you get all these choices, all these options. And sometimes that creates paralysis. So before we dive in to the methodology, the technique that we're going to practice today, so you can have an experience, ask yourself the question, how is the uncertainty of the time we live in? Some people call it the quickening because there has, there's never been this much information and energy moving through our culture. And so we're all having to deal with this quickening in a different way. Life is moving faster. We're aging faster. We're breathing faster. Our attention span is going down. So how have you men been feeling the uncertainty of this time? How's it been rippling into your life, your family? Go ahead and put some, put some shares in the chat. How specifically has the current time we live in been impacting you in your leadership, in your income, in your relationships? Okay, so Brandon shared that his wife left. What else? Going on zombie autopilot with girlfriend and daughter, feeling stuck. Lots of stress with relationship and income, doubts and worries about the future more into survival, getting stuck in a reactionary state, constant change, not sure what to do in the new, new way of the world. Okay. Great shares, you guys. Beautiful. All right. Let's, let's go into some training. I'm going to share my screen. All right. Thumbs up if you guys can see the slide. Okay. So we often use the metaphor or the analogy of the lighthouse, right? That, that as masculine leaders, part of what I believe we want to be, part of what our movies kind of encode us with in terms of what it means to be a leader is that in the middle of the storm, with the waves crashing and the wind blowing and insert into that all of the uncertainty, all of the change, all of the things in the media that come at us, the challenges from our wife, from the world, from our jobs. Can we stay upright? Can we stay grounded? And can we come from our vision versus sub being subdued by the circumstance? And so I like the lighthouse as an analogy. How can we be the lighthouse? Because I, I promise you that if you look back through history and we see it in our brotherhood, that there are men in times of great uncertainty that use that uncertainty to become the man they were born to be. And when everyone else's business is going down the tube, they find a way to adapt and thrive. When other people's marriages are falling apart, they, they know something or do something in that challenge that allows them to be an outlier and to shine their light so they attract other like-minded individuals who then support them with those perspectives. 
And so you can be the lighthouse. And I'm going to give you one of the best ways that I know, one of the ways that I get to do on a daily basis in my life when the waves are crashing to turn on my light and restore my uprightness. So we're going to go into just a, a little bit of understanding how our body and our nervous system works. And I know for some of you, this is going to be preaching to the choir. For some of you, you're going to get a little butterflies and anxiety and say, Kai, I didn't really like health class in high school. That wasn't my favorite class. You know, you got, you're putting some scientific pictures up here. Just take a deep breath and relax because when you understand how your nervous system works and then you have an experience your, your thinking brain, your logical brain, your rational brain will be fully on board with us. And then you'll have an experience of it in your body. So just hang with me and we'll dive right in. So anytime, if you look at this chart, that flow state is a state of optimal performance. It's a state where you wake up in the morning and you say, bring it on. I'm ready for my, I'm ready for what life is bringing. I'm looking forward to my workout. If my wife has a breakdown and she goes into her feminine storm, I'm fucking ready. I got this. I'm in flow. I feel resourced. I feel energized. I'm ready for challenge. I'm ready to lift heavier weights. I'm ready to push the edge of my workouts. And I enjoy my work. And I kind of lose track of time sometimes when I'm working because it's so fulfilling. And at times, I feel like it's just happening through me and I'm just a vessel. This is flow state. This is what Google this is what the Navy SEALs, it's the holy grail of peak performance. But if we just ratchet it back, this is your ability to be efficient and effective enough in your life to go from where you are to where you want to be, to make that make a certain amount of abundance that allows you to create the experiences you want, to transform your body so when you look in the mirror, you love the man that's looking back at you and you feel great in your body, to bring the intimacy back into your relationship to heal an illness. We, we, we all want to be in a state where we're able to do that, which we say we want to do. Now, th there's a channel here, if you notice, and the channel for us to be in this peak performing state that we all want to be in is if, if the challenge is too low on the bottom, we will feel bored, disconnected, disengaged. It's too easy, right? It's like if you've ever played Connect Four, with a, with a five-year-old, you, you can beat them pretty much every time, right? And they get a little older, six, seven years old, all of a sudden they're giving you a run for your money. So if it's too easy, we feel bored. If it's too difficult, we feel frustrated. We feel, we judge ourselves. We want to give up. We want to numb and escape. And when the uncertainty in the environment around us increases, the stress increases, this flow channel moves. And it's much easier to feel frustration. It's much easier to feel overwhelmed. It's much easier to feel distracted right now. And it's much easier to go into our escape and numbing behaviors to try to get out of that feeling. Raise your hand if you can relate to the challenge being moved up in your lives. You can relate to that. Okay, awesome. So what are we going to do about it? Well, for one thing, and I like to bring in these concepts from, from professional sports and that, that really helped me understand this. There are two kinds of recovery that we can do as men. One is active recovery, where we stretch, we breathe, we bathe, we eat the right food, we optimize our sleep. All of those things are active recovery. Make sense? Okay. The other kind of recovery, which is all too common in our world, is called passive recovery. It means... I don't know how to shut down my nervous system. I don't know how to get this wired, stressful feeling out of my body. So I'm going to drink a beer. I'm going to smoke a joint. I'm going to eat a bunch of sugary food. I'm going to binge watch on Netflix. I'm going to go into social media and get in an argument with somebody who's never going to see my side of the perspective because it's, a, it's an energy suck. But when you do that, you dump a bunch of chemicals from your brain like dopamine and other chemicals. And so it's like scratching an itch. And it's the same addiction, although we don't like to think like this, but that addiction to sugar, to masturbation, to alcohol, it's the same circuit as the addiction to cocaine. It's just more acceptable. It just has less of a stigma around it. But when you use this type of recovery, 
passive recovery, it takes you three to five times longer to get back into your optimum state, your optimum functioning. Does that make sense? There's a penalty for this. And I would, I would say, man, that if you, if you know what you want in life, if you've got some work cut out for you, we don't have the, the leisure of, of passive recovery anymore. It's not an option. The consequences are too freaking high, right? How many, mo- I, I don't know about you, but I've seen in my life and many of the lives of the men that I get to support that sometimes being in a low energy state, being hungover, being lack of sleep, being not in your, your, your peak state has led to that moment where she said something or your coworker said something, or it was that big meeting. And rather than you stepping up and stepping through and showing up, you went into reactivity and you burned it down. How many of you relate to those kind of experiences where your energy level, your state, your reactivity is what got you into trouble and cost you something? Yeah. Okay. So what I'm saying is now we get to be proactive about this. So good news is this, you have a switch that controls your nervous system. I'm sorry, if the mic gets hot, I'm going to just sit back a little bit. I get excited. So there's a switch in your body that controls your nervous system, and it's called the autonomic nervous system. You can think of that as automatic. And that part of your nervous system has two wings. One wing is fight or flight. I'm ready to get shit done. I'm going to hit a new best in this deadlift. I'm going to show up for this meeting, and I'm going to crush it. Your heart starts to beat. You get a little sweaty. The blood pumps the the blood away from your internal organs out into your muscles. You become hypervigilant. You become super aware of your surroundings. That's the fight or flight response. Like a warrior in a healthy way, like a warrior that's gearing up to protect his family, to go on a hunt, to bring home the, the nourishment for the tribe or the village. Rest and digest is a state when the body starts to heal itself. The blood comes back into the organs. The blood goes to the digestive system. Your brainwave states change. It's a great state to set goals, to work with your unconscious mind where a lot of your patterns are held. This switch, though, has become weak, gentlemen. And the switch is not, an, it's not a mystery anymore. It's a, it's a nerve that goes from your brainstem all the way through your internal organs into your genitals, and it's called the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve cranial nerve number 10. And when that nerve gets weak, like a weak bicep, because we haven't learned how to use it because we use caffeine and stress to gear up and we use Netflix and carbs to gear down, then that nerve starts to get flaccid. It doesn't work as well. Now we're easily going to get overstimulated, fearful, stuck, or we're going to hide out on the couch and avoid and run away from And we're never getting rest and digest and we're never getting the peak performance of fight or flight. How many of you can relate to that, to being stuck where you're not quite in the right mode? Okay, so the good news is we can strengthen that nerve and we're going to strengthen that nerve today so that you can have an experience of what it feels like when your body is able to blend the exact amount of chemicals and hormones and nerve function that puts you in the sweet spot between rest and digest and fight or flight. In fact, all peak performance, all performance in the bedroom, all performance in relationships comes down to our ability to do something with that blend of the right level of intensity, presence, and that right level of softness and openness and awareness. That's it. That's how the best athletes do it. They're not tight. They're relaxed, but they're, but they're tight enough to get it done, to generate the power. So we are going to practice today a breathing method called the MBA, mind-body alignment. So we're not stuck in our head. Our mind's not separate from our body out there somewhere, and our body's not there on stress mode, just speeding up your aging and causing you to be short and reactive. You are integrated. You are aligned, and you'll have an experience of that. So you can show up at your best no matter what's going on around you. So why do we need this? Well, we need it for our our women and our children. We need it for our own longevity. But because of stress, because of multitasking, because so many of us are dealing with other health challenges, many of us have become shallow breathers. Uh, Many of us are stuck in fight or flight. We have low 
HRV. That's called heart rate variability. And where this breath work increases your heart rate variability. What that means is it increases the ability for your heart and brain to get synchronized so that you can access the higher parts of the brain. Negative emotions, when we're stuck in them, fear, anxiety, worry, self-judgment, that energy causes the heart to beat a certain way. And then the heart's electrical influence on the brain, it scatters our brainwave states like test anxiety. So we want to increase our HRV, link our heart and brain together. Of course, many of us are addicted, whether it's Western medicine or food or recreational things. And lastly, of course, what we talked about, the poor vagal tone. So I, I, I invite you to remember this sentence. Your animal brain can't see the long game. When you are stuck in fight or flight, your brain will tell you there's nothing you can do to change your state. It's not worth going to the gym. There's no way a simple breathing technique could help me right now. Your animal brain can't see the long game. So one of the greatest skills that a man could develop, and I would say this is the first part of the secret weapon, is the ability to notice, have a part of you that is noticing who and what you're being at that moment, but isn't caught up in the action of it. Can you build a part of your awareness that's so strong that you can recognize in the moment, you can say, oh shit, I'm off my center right now. Oh my God, that what my wife just said really triggered me. I feel my heart rate go up. I feel I, I'm starting to see red. I'm going to tell her that I'm fucking right. I'm going to show her, right? I'm going to defend myself. Who is she or who are they to say this to me? You know, you're on the downward spiral. If you can catch yourself right there, then you have a possibility to do something different. If you can't catch yourself, if you're always getting triggered by your environment, you will always be a victim of what's going on around you in the world. You will not be a leader if your environment determines your state. How many of you know of a place in your life right now where you have a trigger that you can't seem to get a handle on? And just go ahead and type in the chat box. Where in your life do you seem to get where you're like, you're stuck in a loop like Groundhog Day Every time this happens, you go into a certain reaction and it's not, it's not helping you. I'd love to know a little bit what you guys are tracking in your own lives on that. Let me see what, let's see what comes up. Where are you caught in a trigger that you know about? Okay, alcohol and emotional triggers with the girlfriend in the storm. Yeah, when, whether it's you drinking or her drinking, alcohol is going to bring you more into the animal brain. You're going to be more in, more in the ability of I'm right, you're wrong. I got to fucking protect myself. It's gonna, that's, what the, that's where alcohol takes you every time. Every time. So it's conflict with the wife or kids or finances. Okay. Ne reacting to family's negative emotional states. Not being on time. Day-to-day -day with 10-month-old daughter. Okay, when, when your wife says something. All right. So, gentlemen, I want, I want to invite you to start to make today a day that is a step in you building a sanctuary inside yourself where you can recognize I'm not feeling safe. I'm not in my peak state. I need to do something to change my state before I make a decision or before I say something that isn't going to take me in the direction of what I want. Because the breath work we're going to do in the brainstem is where all of our survival needs are when we go into fight or flight and we see red. The limbic brain in the yellow in the diagram, that's where our emotions are. And our emotions are the bridge between the animal and the spiritual, the higher intelligence of a human and the lower intelligence. And the emotions are the guidance system where we can gain so much leverage for change in our life when we learn how to properly face and feel these emotions. And we have an event coming up that's going to be a live event where we're going to train men for three days in how to completely reprogram their nervous system because it, it doesn't happen overnight. Even though the MBA is one of the most powerful methods that I know, we have rehearsed this fight or flight response, many of us for 25 or 30 years of our life. It goes all the way back to our 
you know, how we try to get love as a child. And, and so it takes time to unwind this in the brain so that we can start to be predominantly connected to that prefrontal cortex, the blue part of the brain, where we're able to have compassion. We're able to see multiple perspectives. We're able to use all of our knowledge, information, and wisdom, and it's able to flow through us with creative solutions to life's problems that are in front of us. Is that something you guys want? Yes. Do you, do you believe that's possible? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So animal brain can't, can't see the long game. So how has it worked? We're going to, we're going to do this practice in a moment. It's going to increase the coherence between our heart and our brain, giving you access to those higher uh, emotional states, those high, more clarity of thinking. It's going to increase a neurotransmitter called acetylcholine, which is the neurotransmitter of mental clarity. When we take deep breaths and we hold them in the, in the chest, which we're going to do in a moment, the body feels that pressure and that stretch, and it sends a signal to the nervous system. Everything's okay. There's enough blood. There's enough oxygen. There's enough pressure, blood pressure. We can relax the body. This should be taught in kindergarten, gentlemen. This, is, this should be definitely taught in high school. You're going to get more oxygen into your brain and blood. You're going to increase the small circulation that goes into those injured areas or any areas of your body where there are, there's tightness or tight muscles. All of the issues in our tissues contribute to our, how we show up emotionally in our life. There's no disconnect between the mind and the body. Tightness stagnation in our tissues comes through our voice. It comes through our levels of patience, our energy levels. So the beauty is we can work on the tissues and change the other issues in our life. They can start to transform. And of course, we're going to strengthen that vagus nerve so that it's able to adapt regularly in life. All right. Okay. I'm going to come back to this one. Let's go into the practice. David, do you want to make any comments or you got, you got anything to add right now? Are you good? No, I, I loved hearing it through a different lens. So thank you for that. You're welcome. All right, brothers. One hand on your heart, elbow heavy. One hand on your navel, your belly button. And just sit up. And close your eyes. Feel your feet firmly rooted on the ground. And just take a few deep breaths to check in on the three brains in the body. And we'll start by just taking 30 seconds to watch your thoughts. Breathing in and breathing out. You're just, you can even ask yourself a question like, I wonder what my next thought will be. Watch that thought emerge. Let it go. Come back to the breath and drop the question in like a pebble into the water. I wonder what my next thought will be. And without overthinking it on a scale from one to 10, give your mind a score, a readiness score, 10 out of 10. My mind is my ally. My mind it says positive things to me. There's, it's filled with love and, and great ideas. And one out of 10 would be that your mind is torturing you. It's a monkey mind. It's distractible. It's being drawn into addictions. And there's no, there's no moral judgment on this. It's just us noticing where we're at. So 10 out of 10, my mind is my greatest ally. One out of 10, my mind is my enemy currently. Go ahead and put your number in the chat box once you got it. Okay. Both hands on the center of the chest. Take a couple deep breaths into your heart. Feel the breath entering the chest as you breathe in quietly through the nose. And then feel the breath exiting as you breathe out silently. And just tune into your emotional state right now. The mind thinks and the heart knows. 
Your mind has questions. Your mind looks for problems. That's the nature of the rational mind, to look for problems, to dissect and separate things. The heart sees unity. It knows information before our brain knows it. And our heart is the main organ that's interacting with the quantum field that's all around us. That's a sea of energy and information where you pick up on things intuitively from what you're able to track. So just take a moment and notice how is your heart right now? 10 out of 10, you feel your emotions deeply. You're inspired. You're able to connect, share what's going on in this part of you. Your heart and your emotions are your friend and your leverage for change. One out of 10, your emotions torture you. You're stuck in them. They drain you or you're completely disconnected from them. You've had to disconnect to survive. Give your emotional backdrop a score, one to 10. 10 the best, one the most challenged. Drop it in the chat. Okay. Beautiful. All right, last one. Palm over palm over your belly. Take some deep breaths in the belly. As you breathe in, let the belly get big, no sucking it in, no trying to, to hide it. And as you breathe out, let the navel go all the way to the spine. And just notice, what does it feel like to be in your body right now? Do you love your body? Do you care for it? Is it your, your temple, your, your accelerator? Or is it something that you drag through life? Is it asking you for a change to avoid the health challenge or the collapse or the breakdown? And give your body a score, 10 out of 10. I'm ready for anything. I could sit in meditation for an hour. I could go for a run for five miles. I'm ready. My body is my ally or one out of 10. And any, of course, anywhere on the spectrum, rate your body. All right, you got your three scores. The good news, it's, it's all going to change. All right, step one. You're going to bring your hands together. You're going to keep wide space between the fingers. And you want to almost imagine that you're, there's a butterfly here in the space between your palms. And that butterfly represents your intention of who you're becoming. And bring the base of the thumbs to touch the sternum, the center of the chest. We bow our head because we understand that when we bow the head, we're able to access emotional content more easily. We touch the tongue to the roof of the mouth because then we're able to connect that heart to the brain physiologically through the circuit that the, the tongue completes by touching that roof of the mouth. And just remember why you're here today. What brought you here? And remember that one thing that you wanted to get out of today. When we keep our why close at hand, it's difficult for the universe to blow us off course, for all of the static and chaos to blow us off course. When we forget our why, we are easily blown around. So coming back to that why. All right, that's round one. We're just, all we're doing, step one, setting the intention. And then we're going to take a deep breath in through the nose. You guys can just practice right along with me. Keep this posture, breathe in through the nose and hold it for a few seconds. And then after about five seconds, you're just going to stay in this posture. You're going to blow all that air out and relax through the mouth. Pause in the emptiness. All right, beautiful. That's step one. Step two, you guys can practice right along. You're going to breathe in. Watch on the first one. You're going to breathe in through the nose. The hands are going to come up like you're connecting your heart to your mind. And then they're going to come open, shoulders back and down, lifting the chin and chest. And then on the exhale, you're going to come forward, make fists, touch the inner elbows together, the inner forearm together. And you're going to curl up like you're in a, in a cannonball. This is all to strengthen your nervous system. So we're going to breathe in through the nose, lift and open. And we're going to exhale through the mouth, close and squeeze. All right, let's do five of these. One. 
slow it down. Four, five, inhale, hold both hands flat on the heart. And now you're just gonna exhale the air slowly through pursed lips, like blowing a thread out toward the horizon. So step one, we set our intention. We took a breath, we let a breath go. Step two, we used our arms and our posture, inhaling and opening, lifting the chest, lifting the chin, exhaling through the mouth, closing and squeezing. We're stimulating those two sides of the nervous system so that they can start to weave into one another and we can be more balanced. Now, on that last breath, we're gonna pick up with the next step. We took a breath in, we held. Now, in order to get that blood flow up to the brain, we're going to do a couple little advanced internal movements that are going to help us push and encourage blood flow to get up there to that higher part of our brain so you can get what it is that you want in your life. You can course correct. And the way we do that is on. So after we do our breaths and we hold, I'm going to have us blow all the air out and relax empty. So just pause chin forward, whole body relaxed, no tension. And then we're going to take a big breath and straighten the spine. Take a couple sips through the mouth. Swallow your saliva, relax your shoulders, drop the energy down. And now you're going to open the lips and exhale through a tiny pinhole, so quiet and so slow that even a candle flame wouldn't be blown out. And it may sound something like this. And the whole time you're breathing out, the navel slowly coming back toward the spine. Then we're going to take a deep breath in and we're going to bring the hands back down to the belly and take some deep belly breaths. All right. The good news is you don't have to remember any of that. I'm going to guide you through every step of the way and you're going to have your own experience of it. And we're going to do it at least three times. And then we're going to take a few questions on it. But here we go. Hands come together. Checking in on the baseline, which may have shifted already on the head, on the emotions, on the body. All right. Step one, second step of, of part one, breathe in, keep this posture, but take a powerful breath through the nose. Hold it. And then blow it out. Pause with no air, blow it out the mouth, empty, no tension, no stress. Remember your why. And we step two, we begin, inhale, open. Exhale, mouth, close and squeeze. All the way in, all the way out. Deepest possible breaths. Lift and open, close and squeeze. Five, four, three, two, one, inhale, hold both hands on the heart. Hold it. Now blow all that air out. Just embrace the emptiness. And then when you're ready, deep, powerful breath in. Take a sip through the mouth, top it off. Swallow saliva, relax it down, open the lips, exhale through a tiny pinhole. Slowly bring that abdominal wall toward the, toward the spine. Now just take a few deep breaths into the heart and just notice what shifted in you. Notice how this may have changed your thoughts, the quality of that internal dialogue. Notice your level of connection with your emotions in this moment. And then when you're ready, Take a deep breath in again, a couple sips through the mouth. And then as you exhale through pursed lips, one more time, slide the hands down from heart past the solar plexus until your palm over palm right below the navel and find that deep belly breath. Breathing in, pausing for just a second or two with a full belly and breathing out, pausing for a second or two with no air and then begin again.
And I invite you to just notice the difference in this version of you right now with your nervous system primed. And as we get ready to turn it back over to David, I'd love for you, as you come out of this internal state, this practice, this primed state, to share in the chat, what's different about you? What, did you, what change did you notice in yourself from this practice? Okay, relaxed, mind peaceful and grounded. Mind's working faster, but not negative or painful. Heart feels lighter, congruent, stronger, more clarity, calm, cool, connected, more energized and focused. Mind stopped running. You feel centered. Okay. So gentlemen, just take a moment right now and go into your internal laboratory. And forget about this breath that we just experienced. I want you to go into your world right now and just think about yourself and the course that you've been on. And if you're not able to figure it out, if you're not able to make some change to your trajectory, what is it going to cost you in the next five to 10 years if you don't figure it out, if you don't get a handle on whatever brought you here today? What's it going to cost you personally? Hands on the heart. Take some deep breaths. Allow yourself to feel so that they can become leverage. What will the cost be to you? Five years, 10 years, if things stay the way they are. Let yourself feel it. Don't minimize it. Gentlemen, refrain from commenting in the chats right now and just close your eyes to be present with this exercise, please. Now ask yourself the question, what's it going to cost the people you're closest to if you don't figure it out? If things stay the way they are, what's it going to cost the people in your inner circle that are closest to you? And lastly, great courage, by the way, men, to allow yourself to feel this. What is it going to cost the world if you stay at the level of success, the level of happiness, the level of health, the level of abundance that you're at now, if it never gets better, what will be the cost to the world at large? All right, and then come on back. Come on back to us. I'm going to turn it back over to David. All right, Kai. It's always a challenge teaching after that exercise. Gets me in a beautiful space. All right, guys. I... Do not wish to be the bearer of bad news. However, for those of you that have been following me for an extended period of time, you will know that with my heart fully available to you, I will never sugarcoat it and I will always give it to you straight. And what I'd like you to consider right now is how long will you really be able to sustain this state? We just learned a beautiful breathing practice to stimulate the vagus nerve, take us out of fight or flight, bring us into a space where we're clear-headed, 
not polarized, not vigilant. We can move forward. But the reality is you've had 30 plus, some of you 40, 50, some of you even 60 plus years of habitually doing it out of habit the way that you keep showing up in your world and in your life. And for any of you that are right now living with the illusion that cool, I'll just do this one breathing technique and now I'm going to go live as a masculine leader. I'm going to transform myself as a man and this is all I needed. I'm here to tell you that that will not be the case. And I say this out of respect. I say this to protect you, not to hurt you, not to minimize anything that you're learning here today. I say that because there are two forces that you will still have to overcome that continue to run your life. Well, really three, but I'm going to get into two right now. The one I won't get into is your identity, which you guys can write this down later, that it's the strongest force you'll ever have to overcome in your life. It's who you think you are and how you want others to see you. And you'll go to great lengths, even to your death, to protect your identity. But the other two that I'm speaking to are you'll have to overcome the pirates. When Kai was asking you earlier, What's the number that you are in your head right now as opposed to the thoughts are positive, the thoughts are uplifting, the thoughts are calling you into leadership as opposed to the thoughts are toxic and bringing you down, the monkey mind, most of you put you know, a five or lower as opposed to a 10, like I'm dominating my mind. So you have these pirates that live inside of your head and their role is to create a mutiny on your ship and to take over your mind and your boat, which you are the captain of, and they want to take you to Skull Island, where you wake up and you say, how the hell did I get here? In my finances, in my career, in my health, in my marriage, and off purpose with my mission. That's the role of the pirates, and they're never going away. However, you can learn to put them to work. You can learn to give them a job. You can learn to teach them how to swab the deck, and you could even learn how to make them walk the deck if they're not cooperating. This is something we teach. This is something I'm passionate about. Kai has many more uh, experiences and tools and strategies and gifts to offer you guys to help you silence those pirates and take back control of your mind. And this is also my wheelhouse, my mastery of teaching men how to have mastery over their mind and stop letting the pirates run your life. The pirates that have you flirting with another girl or leaking your energy. The pirates that have you believing that you can't start that new business or you can't turn your life around. It's all BS, limiting belief system or bullshit. None of it's true, but the pirates are in there and they've occupied real estate for a long time. And the second thing that you'll have to overcome is the gravity because gravity is fierce. This is what we teach in our community. And what we mean by that is you have rehearsed being this way for 30 plus years. And as soon as you have a breakthrough, gravity is right there to try to pull you back to where you previously were. Because if you're not in a supportive culture, if you're not in a community where you're in training to a higher vibration, a higher frequency, a higher wavelength, an up-level version of yourself, the reality is we will shrink and we will contract and we will go back to what is familiar. And that last piece that I talked about identity, the 30-second story of it is a woman with multiple sclerosis came to my office when I was a chiropractor. I said, how can I help you? She said, I'd like to walk again. I looked at her, I said, are you sure you want to walk again? She looked at me like I was crazy. She used to go around with her motorized wheelchair and her little brown poodle. Within two months of care, we had her walking again for the first time in her life. She's walking out of her wheelchair. She walked out of my office, disappeared from care. I run into her six months later. She's in her wheelchair with her little brown poodle. And the question is why? Identity. She built up her entire identity as the woman with MS who has a wheelchair, who has a little dog, and everyone comes up and speaks to her. And the question that I ask you guys is, what is your wheelchair? What is the identity that you're holding on to that's keeping you from being the real you? Because the real version of her is the woman that walks and doesn't get significance from other people giving her sympathy. The real version of you is not the victim. The real version of you is not the person that blames. The real version of you is the person that is a masculine leader. But what's been your wheelchair? Because we all have a wheelchair. And we wanted to give you a little taste today of what it's going to be like to get inside a room with us for three straight days where we get you to throw away your wheelchair, throw away your excuses, up-level the way you think, up-level your mindset, get out of your head, get into your body, get into your heart, feel your energy.
Remember who you are. Get in a peer group. Hang out with other men that will remind you who you are and won't tolerate you shrinking, playing small, and contracting. That is what we're here to offer you. In a little while, we're not done. We still have over 20 minutes to serve you guys. And if we need to go over, we'll go over because we're here for you. In a little while, we'll invite you to join us for three days at our Seize Your Destiny. I'm seizing my destiny. I know Kai is seizing his destiny. The question is, are you seizing your destiny? Our Seize Your Destiny three-day event where you stop living the life that wasn't designed by you. It was designed by the pirates. Let's live the life that was designed by your soul. Let's live the life that you know deep down is congruent with your true potential. But to do that, it's going to require work. It's going to require action. It's not going to be about sitting in front of a computer and just listening to two guys that have their shit together. It took work for Kai and I to get to where we're at in our lives. And by no means are we perfect. We have mistakes. We have flaws. And we support each other. We pick each other up. And we hold each other to the real version of who we are. We're not interested in being friends with one another. We're interested in holding one another to the fire of our true potential, our true greatness. So Kai, I'd love you to take them through that exercise again of the cost. Because one of the greatest things that I ever learned, because a lot of people will say, well, how much does something cost? How much does something cost? And, and they're missing the point. It's, it's not about a return on your investment in life, guys. It comes down more to the cost of your inaction. When you think of the word cost, I want to invite you, regardless if it's with a Man on Fire program or something else, you have to be present to you not taking action. There is a cost to your inaction. Maybe it's the marriage. Maybe it's cancer. Maybe it's a stroke. Maybe it's a heart attack. Maybe it's death. Maybe it's a child never talking to you again. Maybe it's a life of regret. There is always a cost to your inaction. So guys always want to know, well, what does it cost? What does it cost? I know what the cost would have been if I didn't invest in my dog. I know what the cost would have been if I didn't invest in myself in that $100,000 program. I know what the cost of my inaction would have been. It would have been a wasted life, a life of regret. So if I could leave you with anything to consider is how many times in life have you pondered the expense of something Use the resource, the lack of resource, as an excuse to not move forward. Instead of coming into the recognition that I'm resourceful and putting yourself in environments like with Man on Fire, with our program, Seize Your Destiny, grow your resourcefulness and resources will never be an issue for you in life. Never. This is from my heart to your heart that I'm sharing this with you as a 55-year-old man. I've learned a few things in life. I held my father's hand for his last breath. I know what it's like to have a life of regret. And I know the last gift that he offered me was to teach me, don't do that. Go all in on yourself. Grow yourself. Be the masculine leader that you were born to be. Don't hide. Don't shrink. Don't contract. Don't play small. Don't use resources as your excuse. Grow your resourcefulness. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to click subscribe so you never miss an episode. Then share with your friends and leave us a raving review. To connect with David, you can find him at www.manonfirerising.com or on Facebook. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Man on Fire Rising podcast with David Mailer.